was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about, uh, things? I know guys on crack that makes more sense than you. Finally, some honesty. Oh, I hope you are doing well this week, that it's gone, first week of January, technically, I guess, seventh, the seventh day, yeah, I know I'm doing this a bit later, but I had a problem this weekend, Sage, I hope you didn't have a problem, how'd your first weekend go? Um, my first weekend? I I don't know, I did have a problem, I had a huge headache Friday, uh, is it, is it called your kids? Is it what? Is it called your kids? <laughs> Surprisingly, no, not this time. <laughs> not, not this time, but they have 51 more weekends to go. No, what happened to me was I've been getting into this. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know. Or if it's the extra talent I get after being in Demolition Man. And if you haven't seen that, go watch the movie. You'll get what I'm talking about. But I've been on a baking kick. As in baking desserts. And I love me some cookies. Oh, I love me some cookies. But when I get the cookies from the store, like Chips Ahoy, terrible cookies. I know people may swear by them, but they ain't for me. Um, Oreos are uh, all right. but Yeah, you brought in those cookies. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I brought in those chocolate chips where... you also brought in the oatmeal ones. The yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I, if I had to pick one out of those, it'd still be the chocolate chip. Anywho, I went with, this weekend, sugar cookies. Ooh, I'm like, like hey, oh. And I was, and they tasted great. Oh, my God. I was so, and on my chocolate chip cookies, I learned that instead of baking them, I did a convection bake, so which I didn't realize that was a different version of baking, but I like a cookie that's more well-rounded on the bake instead of having Christmas, Chris, yeah, having Christmas on the bottom. <laughs> um, I wonder if that's a sex position with Mrs. Claus. I don't know. Um, but I didn't want to have crispness. On the bottom and then gooey stuff on top. I wanted a, a rounded, well-rounded cookie. So I did that with these sugar cookies. Now, the main difference between the sugar cookie and the other cookies I brought in is there's an extra added ingredient in this recipe that I used, and it was cream of tartar. Okay, yeah. That's- no, I have no idea what the fuck that was. I was literally looking for sauce. Oh. Because the only tartar I knew was oh, tartar sauce. Cream in the, in I was, and cream. I was like, okay, so I only know tartar sauce. So, okay, I guess I, maybe it's right next to that. Come to find out, it's in the baking area and it's... Uh, a powder? Yeah, it's a powder. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I didn't put in... I, didn't, I put in what it needed. Apparently, either one of two things. I ate weight. Now, I, I did eat a grip of these sugar cookies. They were that good. Oh, my God. And I was saving some, too, to also ice, put some homemade icing on as well. Like I said, I'm really diving into this baking, this 
dessert baking area. I haven't. I I didn't do the bread thing during COVID. That's not what I did during COVID. <laughs> but I did get fatter. I did get fatter during COVID. I think everybody got the COVID twenty. <laughs> well, mine. Apparently, I carry it well. It got well distributed. Tid. Uh, so apparently, I ate too many of these because I got food poisoning. The next was, day. Were the cookies cooked all the way through? I think so. Did they use? Did you use egg? Oh well, yeah, I used egg. Okay. I don't. And it was, but it was bad. I because normally, I just have not to get too graphic, but I normally when I've got a poisoning of some kind, uh, I just have the diarrhea. I was like, oh man, that's fast. That's moving. Mm, I got to get up. And it was funny. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh my God. Ugh, my, my, <laughs> my ass has got the dry heaves. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After the initial, and oh, it, I was just, it was bad because I'm sitting there. I feel it trying to move itself too quickly through the intestines. I was just like, hurry the fuck up. Oh, this is uh. that's the worst feeling. And then, and then I start getting the feeling of, wait a minute, this is a different feeling. This is me needing to throw up. What the oh, fuck? No. What the fuck? Oh, fuck. So I'm trying to make sure I don't make a mess everywhere. And of course, nothing comes up because everything was already out. So I'm dry heaving that. And then... It was just a terrible, terrible day, and I'm sitting there yeah, going. Your stomach is like spasming everywhere. Oh, I oh, no. for the rest of the day, I felt well. It was uh, granted, I got to sleep most of the day, so I got. Oh, so you had the, lef- le- the lethargic, lethargy going. Yeah, yeah, and it was weird feeling like I couldn't lift anything. My arms just went <laughs> like needles. Right, right. Just oh no. Because right now I'm flailing, I'm moving on myself, but I literally had conversations with my body, like, "Hey, why don't we move our arms?" And no, we're not, we're not doing that. You're, you are going to have to put in some effort to fucking move. So that's how I started my weekend. Uh, Obviously, back to full health, and all it took was uh, lots of whiskey. So anybody else out there that's looking for a home remedy. I'm I'm saying don't you don't jump right into it. Like for those of you who are or who are not drinkers or straight drinkers, you don't jump right into it and be like, well, face for radio did it. Okay, I just have to keep drinking. Like, no, you have to, you know your body, you know what you can do. But yeah, after a bit, after I don't know what it was, I just kept uh and it was uh I wasn't drinking to get drunk. I was just drinking, I was just sipping it. Just a nice little all right, and it I don't know if it was some pep down, My, oh yeah, the, the yeah, nausea. yeah. Did that? Did, well, I did the medication stuff first, and then I was like, "This stuff ain't working. I'm gonna go to the home remedy medication." <laughs> and that, and that worked. <laughs> no, actually, I don't it's like that. Going. I do not like that. I'm not a, I'm not a gin and tonic guy. I'm, I'm surprisingly, and or it could be this. I just haven't a, had a good one. Maybe mm. that's it. Maybe I haven't had a good experience with one. Oh, maybe that's something I could do for this year. Just go to good bars, like reputable bars, not ones that are just holes in the walls where you're like, I don't think you guys would even carry. Because if you look in the back of the bar and you're like, oh, hey, this is the bottom shelf of my local grocery store. Yeah, not going to have the best drinks. But if you go to a place that's a little more, uh, or maybe even just walk into high-priced hotels, 
They don't care. They're not going to check if you actually stay there or not, especially if you walk in like you yeah. own the most place. Of the, most of them are open to the public anyways. Right, right. So I go in there, and I went with a buddy of mine. We were uh, – I went. he was he came in to do a uh, – he was speaking in front of the Ninth Circuit Court, which I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. And afterwards, we were just walking around the city – and because this was in San Francisco and which I was very surprised that how much homelessness and shit were around the justice areas of the city. Cause most cities will have their main courts and uh, all of their government buildings pretty much centralized. There isn't a, Hey, we have to go up tons of blocks and over these couple streets to get to this building. Then we have to go over to this town and they're pretty much centralized. So, I was surprised with that. I get a, I, I understand now when people are talking about how terribly out certain areas, of course you could say that about most big cities, I guess. I don't know. Um, anywho, we walk into this restaurant or no, this very high priced hotel, go to the bar and I just start chit chatting with the bartender. I'm like, what the hell's that bottle up there at the top? He's like, Oh, that's a very expensive bottle. I'm like, how expensive? And he's like, it's a thousand dollars a shot. What? And he's like, yeah, people. I'm like, how often does that happen? He's like, whenever somebody wants to <laughs> prove themselves to everybody else. I'm like, how long's that bottle been sitting up there? And he's like, oh, years. And <laughs> but it had been it had been used, but not so much to where they needed to keep replacing it. But it was uh, how long does? Oh, a long time. Yeah, long time. Just yeah. like wine. Just like well, wine. Yeah, like wine has a specific. Amount of time, especially after it's opened. Oh, all right. Hey, I'll, you know what I have in front of me? The intranet! All right, time to remove the porn. Let me see <laughs> about inter. Oh, Good yeah. thing I can't Jesus see you Christ. Straight. Jesus Christ. I'm starting to type in the internet in the search. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I love it when you talk. No, I'm, like, hey. I'm exactly like Ron Burgundy. Who the hell put that in that prompter? He'll read anything. I <laughs> Oh man, they don't they don't make movies like that anymore. I think the last one that seemed somewhat like that, and I just recently watched this. I didn't uh it wasn't on my radar, but I heard decent thing. It was so the previews of it made it seem like to be in that same sense of uh it wasn't trying it was just trying to provide a story, not trying to pander, not trying to tell a message, just trying to hey, this is a funny comedy with um Oh, Jesus. Okay, first let me find this, and I'll try to figure out her name. Uh, does whiskey last? Uh, oh, um, one to two years. Yeah, okay. Like, does whiskey go bad? It doesn't, it doesn't technically spoil or expire in the traditional sense, but the... Probably the flavors go flat is what I'm. It was what I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, because the, the alcohol evaporates, so you just start losing it. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. I'll tell you this. I haven't had a bottle last have to last that long. I'll tell you that. I, uh, and maybe that's maybe that's what happened with those damn cookies. Is I just I go all in. I'm just mm 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 mm. Now, okay. So I'm thinking either. So I do have to do a science experiment. Because those those cookies were so goddamn good. 
Um, well, sugar cookies in general are good. But it's I, just, I'd already mentioned like the store. The store kind are. Yeah, the store kind of. And the, and also they gave me a little tickle in the throat, so that's why I started making my own because I enjoy cookies. But I just at a certain point as I'm eating them, the store bought ones. I'm just getting a tickle, and I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. Um, but I have to finish this bag because why? I'm not a I'm not a waster, and so. Uh, and it's weird. People looking at me going, he's actually eating out of the bag with a whiskey. <laughs> huh? And I have that type of palate. I'm not trying to one brag. Or tiki, one shot of <laughs> wow. No, no. Cause I will not get through that bag. Uh, what, one sip of whiskey. <laughs> For per cookie. Per cookie. Per cookie. Okay. Yes. Because you want to enjoy yourself. Because well, each bite for a shot, you're, you're looking at five shots or at least three shots with a cookie. And now you're on your second cookie, and you got cookie, 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 cookie. Um, you're at six shots, then nine. Nine shots out of three cookies, that's a terrible ratio. Terrible. So, goddamn, you were just getting hot and low. Really? Anywho, for those of you who've been listening a while, I'm obsessed with the levels. <laughs> um, okay, what was her name? Uh, she won an Emmy for something. <laughs> <laughs> No, totally. no, Oscar and Oscar. Uh, she was, uh, she's one of those actresses that just seems like a, a fun person to just chill out with. Um, fuck, it was on Netflix. Oh, god damn it! Can you describe the movie? It's where the uh, so the actress is it actress now or are they all just actors? I think it's actress. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll side with you, Sage. The actress is, uh, she lives in a touristy town on the coast, on the East Coast. I and don't know where any actors live. <laughs> no, I'm saying the setting. Oh, okay. Not okay, sorry. I'm not trying to describe her. Trying to describe her. Hey, so she resides within L.A. <laughs> and then she only gets, yeah, fuck. Jesus. She only hangs out with these people. Um, her character, the movie. Okay, so in the movie. She is she resides on a East Coast town ta- East Coast touristy town. And she's living in a home that her uh was where's her mom's place. And she gets in a bit of a trouble to where she can't pay her property taxes because all the rich people are coming in and driving everything up. Oh, uh uh, uh Jennifer uh, Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer Lawrence movies yes yes um no hard feelings that's what it is um and that was pretty decent that wasn't too bad i wasn't sitting there being like there was uh some parts in it that were were surprising i gotta say if you haven't seen it uh all right let me let me get your take on this because you are the you are of a persuasion um, if, if nudity is done right in a movie, are you fine with it? Yeah, I think so. Or is it, is it empowering when, whenever a woman gets naked or is it, or is that just a, is that just what women tell themselves to feel like they're not being used for their body? I think. 
if it's done right and if it's called for, like if it's just gratuitous, I it's kind of like it shouldn't. It takes away from the film if it's done right. Like I think in this one it was because it kind of like oh hey you know in Ocean someone comes steal your clothes. Right, that was very go. surprising. I'm like yeah. whoa what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna give it away, but anybody that wants to see it now, don't yeah, be don't be the fucking creep that keeps going. Hey, look, look! It's like, and there will be because that's yeah, well, because there uh, are, but yeah, that was there. But I'm trying to help everybody else out there, going like, hey, if yeah, you don't you, know if you're a creep, you replaying that scene. Yes. Now, okay, let me uh, let me back it up. Um, if you're 14 and watching it, that's fine, completely fine, because you're 14 trying to figure this stuff out and. If your parents are allowing you to watch Netflix uninhibited, which most parents are, then because I grew <laughs> I grew up on my first naked scene was Under Siege Two. When the when the when the uh, or was it no Under Siege not Under Siege Two that was a terrible movie that was <laughs> that was well Under okay Under Siege wasn't that bad but Two was I think on a train and that was horrible but Under Siege is when Steven Seagal was on the ship and he was the cook um, and oh, a stripper yeah. stripper comes out yeah she yeah, comes out yeah, of the yeah. cake and I'm like what <laughs> oh pause rewind play pause rewind play. it's like oh my and as a boy yeah. Because I couldn't get my hands on, I didn't have access to the typical stuff. So that's that was the medium in which I did that. Now, but if you're, I would say in your early twenties, yeah, okay, that that's creepish because now you're not wanting to take, you're not wanting to watch the, you're removing yourself from the story to then just be like, oh, hey, I'm watching this. It's like it, it, it's a yeah, it's an and I think that kind of shows like the bad luck because that does happen to people and it's you know like what do you do you just kind of stay in the ocean yeah or go after it and but it was it was it was that's why i asked if it was done right because she goes all out and you totally at the shock value of her getting out you're like oh my god and then going to fight you're like whoa now i'm watching a fight i could care less (laughs) that she's naked holy shit but also her taking the shots to the lady parts and you're like damn (laughs) <laughs> okay this is i would say now this is a representation representation of empowering because they didn't shy away from it and that when women get kicked there or they get put fight oh, like this hurts. yeah exactly <laughs> this is what happens so uh but there wasn't any more needed in that kind of like game of thrones after season four they went away from all the gratuitous nudity which jumped everybody on in the first three i think uh, or at least that was what everyone was like, whoa, I'm going to watch this because there's a lot of naked ladies. And then afterwards, it was all, hey, I'm actually more interested in the characters. And then it totally just started to die after they didn't have any reference material for the books. But if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you already knew that. So that was my weekend. Plus also the playoffs, football. Ho, ho, ho. So this was the last weekend of the NFL regular season. And what they have been doing, Sage, is ever since they've added the last game, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Ever since they added an extra week into the season, now there's eight, there they play 17 games instead of 16. No, yeah, instead of 16. They, the NFL for the last two, the last two weeks will move around the schedule to 
for those matchups that are actually, they mean something. Because for a while, teams would just be like, hey, we're already in the playoffs with a month to go. We're going to rest our guys because there's no sense in them getting hurt and then us not being able to perform in the playoffs. And so everyone's like, why the fuck should we watch this game? Because none of the stars are playing. Kind of like the same thing what's going on with the NBA where the players are going, 82 games is too long. And then the play- <laughs> the owners are like, okay, well, if you're, if you're wanting to take a reduction in pay, we could definitely do less games. And they're like, 82 games is just fine. We'll just rest some more. And that's what they've been doing for a while is guys who are just A-OK, but they're all, hey, we're going to make up a reason you have to sit out. And then they wonder why they're hurt all the goddamn, they're hurt more than they were before. It's like, because you you start and stop. It's like hitting your, it's like getting your engine up in the red and then killing the engine and then turning it back on into the red and killing the engine. You're going to break your engine faster than if you just kept it somewhat medium high. If you just let it go in in right a, I mean, right in the middle, yeah. you're I mean, fine. Football is a pretty brutal sport with all the Well, I was comparing with basketball with the resting and the uh where where players it did they weren't playing because it didn't mean anything. And that's what the NFL that's what their problem was for a while. So what they've done with this inclusion of an extra game is they've moved around the schedule to where you have to, it's the same thing what the MLB did this past season where it's like, Hey, these meaningful games are going to be played later in the season. So we still get people to watch because that's the whole thing, getting eyeballs. So these past few weeks has been awesome. And this last week was the last week of the regular season. So now I know I haven't talked about sports a bit on this show, but hey, I really haven't had a need to, <laughs> to be quite honest. There have been some things that have come up, which I will touch on, but just want to run through how I'm looking, how I'm looking, I'm looking fantastic. That's why you never get to see me, because uh, it would just shock you. It would. Like in Dogma, where they're all, hey, if you as a human heard God's voice, you would explode, you would die. Same thing when you see my face, for other reasons, though. But for next weekend, which, yeah, you'll hear this before next weekend, here's an awesome thing that the NFL is doing. They're not just playing all the games on Sunday because they with the extra game, they're including more teams into the playoffs. They're taking over the entire weekend and Monday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, there's going to be playoff games all next weekend. So I'm going to be glue-oo-oo-oo-oo-oo. So... What we got coming up is we got Green Bay going against Dallas. Dallas has got this. That'll be no problem. Then you got the Rams, who just squeaked by to get in this week, taking on Detroit. Now, Detroit has been one of those feel-good stories, even though they did kind of get screwed on the Dallas game. Uh, they that With the Rams, I think they've, they are scrappy enough. Well, actually, no. Actually, no, I take that back because the Rams still, they know who golf is, who their, who their previous quarterback is. And he, he's, he's just a, he's a simple quarterback. Honest. He's, he doesn't do well when the defense switches things around him and the other side has. So what I'm saying is I think the Rams will take that, but it'll be a close game. 
Then you got you got the Eagles against the Bucks. Ah, uh, that's also going to be a close one because the Eagles have not looked like themselves in the past few weeks, and the Bucks. I mean, granted, they won what like nine nothing. I mean, it was it was terrible, but they have a good D. So that one, I'm still going to go with the Eagles just because of the quarterbacks. Pretty much, I don't think I think Baker is just going to make one too many mistakes, and that's going to help the Eagles get that game. But it's not going to be convincing. The Eagles are not going to go out there and, and just destroy them. Just even though, yeah, I just I don't think that's going to happen. Then over in the AFC, we got the Browns against the Texans. The Texans put on a masterful game against the Colts. That was actually one of the better games on Saturday, and. I think, but Cleveland just is more a more of a real has just a way better defense, and Texans has none at all. So I think the Browns are going to take that. Then the Steelers, which willed themselves into the playoffs, will be taking on the Bills. And the that game, the Bills are going to win. But if they do lose, it's not because the Steelers beat. I mean, technically they'll beat them, but it's because the Bills have would have basically shot themselves in the foot for that. Then the game. Of the weekend, it's going to be the Dolphins against Kansas City. Now, let me tell you about this. This is going to be an awesome game. So, let me set the stage for you, Sage. Tyreek Hill is one of the few players where you all you do almost anything to get. Because in the NFL, speed kills. You can't teach speed. You either have it or you don't. And for years, he was on Kansas City. He was a chief, and he made Patrick Mahomes look invincible. When it came time to pay Mr. Hill, the Chiefs were all, yeah, wide receivers shouldn't get paid that much. And also, the the Chiefs also put a ton of money into Patrick Mahomes because he was he brought them a championship, and he looked unbelievable. They were like, hey, let's lock this guy up for quite some time instead of wait until his rookie contract's out, then having to pay him. So they gave him a shitload of money. They paid everybody who basically helped them win a championship a shitload of money. So now they're kind of leveraged hard, and they'd have to do some funny math, which I'm surprised the NFL is okay with or anybody's okay with because they have these things called uh, – I think they're called ghost years. Do you know what ghost years are? No. So ghost years in an NFL contract is void years. We're going to sign you for six so that we can reduce the amount we have to pay you per season. So if I sign you for $100 million over the course of five years, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to do some math. Like five, 10, what, 25, 50. Okay, let me do four, let me do four years. Four years at $100 million because that's 25 a mil, 25. Uh, oh, wow. 25 million. Thank you. Wow. I totally was like, what? Um, that's 25 a year. But if I added void years on, if I added two more years, if I paid you hundred million for six years, the amount I have to pay you per year goes, is averaged out lower because now it's six years and not four giving me more money to use during those years. But at the end of your fourth year, we could just say, okay, we're done. We're, we can either pay you out or we could just keep extending. It's weird how they're doing it. Every, well, every league is weird on how they're trying to keep a balance between the teams that can act, that, that make the league money and those that 
are just happy to get get a paycheck. It's kind of like the United States, where there are some states that there are a few states that pay basically almost for everybody. Like Kentucky, they don't they take they have to receive more money than they actually produce, which is hilarious to me on just when they talk about states that can take care of themselves and you're all Republican states always, uh, you know, we could take care of ourselves and you're like, but isn't it the states that are democratic that are making the most money? Like California and New York make the most money in the country. So I, it's, that's just a little observation I've seen to where they're all Democrats can't run anything. You're like, but they make them, they have, they're one and two. And then you got Texas. Sure. That's three, but it was, it was just funny to me. So what happens in the NFL? Or they're funny money with the NFL. Back to Mr. Hill, though. So they don't pay him. Kansas City doesn't pay him. He goes on the free, uh, he goes on the market. Miami goes, we'll pay you what you want. So he comes down there and absolutely makes Tua into a star. Just because all nobody can keep up with Tyreek Hill. He is the fastest guy. In the NFL. And all you have to do is go, okay, I have. if you have an arm strong enough to throw it, he will get to the ball. Just let him burn this guy out, and cool, we'll get to the ball. Uh, yeah, it's, they, shoot, what, this year, they, they were, they were the first NFL team to put up 70 points in like a very, very long time. And you're like, this doesn't happen in the NFL. Happens in college when a D1 team is playing against the D2 or D3. But not an NFL team. Oh, it was a slaughter. So you have that dynamic, um, which will be very interesting to see. I see, though I do see that the Dolphins are going to win that game because they have a, they got the chip on their shoulder because of of the Hills, the Hill story, which is not a major, like, hey, this is what, uh, it's not the buildup there, but it is the history but also Kansas City's a shell of their former selves. They they put all their money into Patrick Mahomes and they're hopeful that he can do something, which he really can't. He's better than most, granted, but he's not one of those few quarterbacks that can just change who can who can make any receiver good. And that's what a franchise is looking for. But most quarterbacks nowadays are just game managers. You got a quarterback that can just manage the game well and have a good defense, they're going to look incredible because they don't have to do much. But when you can get a quarterback that can get people, can get any receiver looking well, looking good, that's the one you throw all the money into. So that's what I'm looking forward to next weekend. But for this week, you have done an excellent job, Sage, over the past month with teaching me stuff. And it got me thinking, not only were you patient as I <laughs> kept, I kept delaying, well, not, inadvertently delaying the Kwanzaa education, but it was, it fit because when we did it, it was like, Hey, Kwanzaa's got to be happening. This right, exactly. <laughs> Don't have to wait on that. It's like, okay, cool. So it worked out. It worked out fine. Um, I was thinking, you know, how are we going to be able to bring up the difficult conversations 
Because if you're trying to teach me something, like this past week, we couldn't even go through one fucking week in the year before there was a school shooting, which was, yeah, yeah you heard about yeah. it in Idaho? Yep. And it seemed like everyone went, ah, damn. So anyway, I got to go back to work. It was like, yeah, Jesus that- Christ, country? Are we are we not going to be like, hey, let's? Yeah, we should not be desensitized to that. That should be. Something you know what it do. felt like? It felt like everybody responded to this the way they did the Iraq War when it dragged on too long. Oh, some soldiers died. There's some fighting. Oh, where at the beginning it was all, hey, we're we need to get well. <laughs> the oh my god, it was sending soldiers over there without the the. Uh, equipment they needed to survive and hearing Rumsfeld be like, hey, you go with the army you got. You're like, fuck you. How about you give us the shit we need? Granted, because I went over playing in the desert and I remember in the staging area, we were talking to companies that were starting to get out and we were like, hey, because what they did was they up-armored their own equipment. So we're like, hey, let's procure that. Could we give us that so we can have it on our shit? And I'm sitting there going, how the fuck do you, as the Secretary of Defense, sit there and be like, there's really nothing I can do. You, yeah. This is all we got. Oh, there was... Considering how much yeah, money is <laughs> randomly lost. Oh, God. Like, and how much our budget is for the military. Like, we should have good stuff for our, for our soldiers. We need They need to have not just good stuff, but good pay. Like they. Well, okay, paying. so they did... So the pay thing has been... I wouldn't say rectified, but it's been, they're, they're finally getting a raise. That was in the military uh, allocation budget. So that happened this year. So that's going into effect. Everybody's getting a raise after, I think, th- it, well, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's since been everybody. Like, I can't remember the last time they got a raise. But, but you like, sit there and go, is the raise big enough? Because, I was going to say, compared to all of the cost of living now. Exactly. Well, and even with... Um, the stories of unlivable barracks. You sit there and go like, how in the fuck? Again, there's so much goddamn money that doesn't need to just go to do shit. How about we, because there there were many. (laughs) Keep it nice. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons why soldiers don't want to re up or even the new generations don't want to enlist is because they don't hear positive stories. Yeah. They hear stories where they're overworked. They hear stories where, uh, yeah, underpaid. There's that. They hear stories of unlivable barracks. And also, if you get caught smoking weed, oh, sorry, that's a dishonorable discharge. And you're like, but it's legal as a civilian. Now, I get it. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want everybody... You don't want your army as high as hell, but it's one of those. Operating gun while so high is not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's to me, it's one of those things of hey, if you if you understand, or maybe it's just certain jobs, or maybe that's how you get them. Hey, we're we're low in these jobs, so hey, they can smoke some dope. Say they're allowed to do that. I don't know. It'd be it'd it'd be difficult to implement or whatnot. So I understand them just going across the board saying, hey, nobody, but you add that on top of everything else and you wonder why nobody wants to stay in or 
enlist is because they go, you got damn near $800 million or $800 billion. Sorry. I was like, wait a minute, we're missing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sounded like Dr. Evil. $1 million. Like, ah, funny, funny. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. It's like, hey, our investment in Starbucks gets us billions of dollars a year. It's like, oh. And if you haven't seen that trio of movies, just see the first two. Goldmember was not, didn't live up to it, but the first two, excellent. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Austin Powers. So you've got homework, people. Austin Powers 1 and 2 and Demolition Man. No hard feelings if you want to check it out, which is a, it's a great title because you don't know if I'm going, hey, no hard feelings of if you want to check out those movies or watch the movie, no hard feelings. <laughs> Good play on words. You should uh, probably watch those in actual order because what Austin Powers, the first one I watched the ending first and then the beginning. How last. the fuck did you do that? I were you busy? <laughs> <laughs> no, we watched it at a friend's house and uh, I got there late because of work and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, uh, we'll have another one," and then and then everybody had to leave, so I was like, "Okay," and then so what? You were by yourself? Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm just like, well, well, because of the the house. The host had to leave, so we all had to leave. Um, Wait, hang on. What, like go to a job? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> just seemed weird. Just, hey, come on over here. Okay, now I have to leave my own place. It's like, wait, what? Why? And job is, but why would they invite people over and then say, hey, I have to go I, to a job? I think it was, I think they got called in. Oh. And they're all like, I need the money, so everybody got to go. Und- understood. <laughs> Which, understand. I mean, I respect that. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, and then and then the second one, I watched the middle part, and then I didn't even watch the beginning or last. Well, shit, you got, you got some... I got homework. You, got, you also got homework. <laughs> and that's actually an inadvertently good segue into what I came up with. Um, of the things you taught me, I, I wanted to start bringing up things that are prevalent that's going on, but not put all the work on you. Um, if you've, if there's something that you think I need to know, we'll definitely do that. But I felt I also needed to bring something to the show instead of just relying on you to provide me something. Well, it doesn't have to be like, okay, now it's your week. It's like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Conversely, you know, yeah. that's my college sex like, life. Hey, you know, I got something this week, and you're like, okay, cool, we'll do mine next week or something like that. Right, right. But I'm also going to bring up that I did this. I was able to bring this to the show while also being, also with having food poisoning. So if you forget and you're like, oh, I just had a bad day, I'll be like, was it food poisoning bad, though? <laughs> <laughs> then it's going to be like, Hey, another week in a row that Sage hasn't showed up. I wonder why. Maybe because I'm an ass. <laughs> She's not prepared. <laughs> You're a she? Um, this week you are. Yeah. <laughs> this week. <laughs> ah, so what I'm uh what we're going to bring be where I'm going to be bringing up is articles that are interesting to me and in terms of discussions and what I want to do is I want to start writing down questions for follow-ups as in, what do I need to find out? What do we need to learn? Da, 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 all this stuff. So that way it's not just, Hey, we said something for dramatic effect. And then there's nothing, there's no continual dialogue. So with that, 
You're like, anyways. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and we, uh, and this way, and just let everybody know who's listening. This, and you'll probably already uh, know how long this is because you've already seen the time. I don't know how long this is going to be, but this may be a longer one just because I don't want to shortchange the article just for time. Same thing with the Kwanzaa thing. I didn't want to short. I didn't want to short that either, or the time to learn it. Um, so if this goes a bit longer than the other ones, it goes a bit longer. But we're getting into it. This is from ProPublica, which I personally believe is the best journalism out there. And this article is called, They Were Wrongfully Convicted, Now They're Denied Compensation Despite Michigan Law by Anna Clark. This, this was written on uh, 1-2-24. So, story is, and I, I, I did my homework on this, I can read this article while doing commentary without being in trouble. But if I just read this article and then just was like, okay, that's the article, that's where you get into trouble. Things I've got to learn here. Getting all this stuff, uh, this illegal thing stuff, because I thought, how the fuck am I going to do all this with while uh, not feeling like I'm treading on eggshells or not not feeling where I'm at? And when I read, hey, just because I've seen other people on YouTube, because I grew up, well, I didn't grow up. Well, I remember a time back in the mm, 2010s that. You were able to take an artist's content and make it your. You could make fun of it. You could you could do all these things with it. Uh, the, yeah, the key of awesome on YouTube, excellent stuff. Great. It was it was a great channel. It's been what you know. Uh, what do you call a channel that's no longer producing? Abandoned. Yeah, uh, they stopped it. They stopped new stuff. But obviously, just like with Facebook, not taking down dead people. They're not taking down those videos either. Those are, and I don't know if they still get paid money. Anywho, uh, if you want to have a good time, watch the Key of Awesome videos. But that's what it was like back then, that day. So that's what my reference point was when I started the podcast. Like, oh, okay. I get to just do whatever if I just stay within the guidelines. And then it was all, no, 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 no. Looking at creators like uh, Frog Leap Studios. Again, awesome awesome YouTube channel. What he does is he takes songs and he metalizes them, which is a word. Trust me. Webster's get on that. And <laughs> he basically, so from my understanding, you could take somebody's content like a music, you could take a song. And as long as you change it up just enough and what he does is he doesn't change any of the lyrics. He just throws in a metal riff into it and then continues the song. That's fine. According to the law, that's fine. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't seem right, but hey, that's what everyone's agreeing to, I guess. So with reading this article, as long as I commentate on it, everything's cool. So without further ado... Marvin Cotton Jr. was convicted of murder, but had it overturned in 2020. So, which is harrow har is it harrowing? Yeah, harrowing in and of itself to be convicted of murder that you didn't do, and then spend years in prison going, 
I'm actually one of these motherfuckers that didn't do, didn't actually do this <laughs> like, shit. I'm actually innocent. Yeah. And then hearing everybody else, eh, we're all innocent here, guy. Uh, so in 2020, was able to get out. Now, there's no support system for ex-cons in general. But when you when you have your conviction overturned, there needs to be a much better support system instead of just, hey, you're an ex-con, you get the same treatment everybody else does, except you don't get a probation officer you got to check in with because, hey, you didn't commit the crime. But any money that you have, any support, and it's like, oh, no, you have to take care of that yourself. Sorry, we fucked up, but yeah, you have to you have to figure it out. So he he was living in a motel, and living in a motel quickly eats up your money. Oh yeah. And even though he his conviction was overturned, it still showed up in background checks. And when he was actually able to find a landlord that said, "Yeah, I'll you can live here." He had to pay extra because of that conviction. And yeah, because it messes up your credit. Yeah, messes up. Well, and it comes up. It's like, oh, you're an ex con. He's like, yeah, but the conviction got overturned. You think people listen to that? Yeah. No, most, <laughs> they most don't. people are like, uh huh, sure. Most people don't read. Yeah. That's why I figured any criminal out there that can do something, that can bury something at least to like a fourth level. Like, for example, if you bought a piece of property and you put it in an LLC. And then you put that LLC in another LLC, and then you put that LLC in a trust, and then you put that in an LLC. Most investigations don't go that deep. They just won't. They're like, good God, this is going everywhere. This is taking too much time on this property. So it's most of these people, I'm guessing, just didn't didn't listen to him, basically. They're just like, hey, too busy. They didn't look at him. They didn't look at him as a person. And uh, so he couldn't get a job. And he had to take out high-interest loans just to keep up with his expenses. But Michigan has, which, so they have the Wrongful Imprisonment Compensation Act, which provides, or offers, let me say that, offers 50 grand for each year you're wrongfully imprisoned. So Michigan thinks that people's time is worth $50,000. If that's the case, then why is Michigan paying people more? If that's the top end of a person's life to where they can't do anything of th- that they want to do is worth 50 grand? What the fuck? That was the first thing that threw me for a loop in this article. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? 50, 50 grand is how much f- f- per year? That's how much you think it's the comparison of doing what I want to do is worth 50 grand for being locked up. Huh. Now for him for uh for Mr. Cotton, Mr. Cotton Jr., he was uh because of how long he was in there, it looked like he was going to get nearly a million dollars, which is life-changing money. Oh yeah. When you don't have anything. Now this was cool to learn that the Michigan Prosecution Prosecutor's Office has a conviction integrity unit where they go through and review these convictions and go, hey, so basically you don't need somebody pro bono to help you out with your case. That's at least what I gathered from this. So that was cool. And they found that during his trial, it was fundamentally unfair, marred by police misconduct that resulted in key evidence being withheld. Wow. Yeah. 
So he thought, hey, this is going to be real quick of me getting this check, and we're gonna, I'm going to get my life back on track. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so Detroit City, the Detroit City Council, gave him the spirited Detroit award, calling him, and I quote, wrongfully convicted hero. And a state legislature issued a special tribute for his perseverance and dignity in the face of injustice. But when, when it came to get his check, the Michigan Attorney General's office exercised its right to challenge his claim. What? Because it didn't fit neatly into the parameters set out by Wicca. Which, what? as a side note, whenever I see Wicca, I think of witches. I just do. <laughs> I just... I mean, in this case, we place that W with a V there. Wait, what? Wait, it's Vicka this whole time? V as in boy. Wait, Vicka? Bravo. Wait, the witches? Wicca? Oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. What? No, okay. Is... You said, yeah, you said you think of witches. Yeah, Wicca. Yeah, that's in this case, replace that witches with a V. Why? Because they're being jerks. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought I was getting it messed up. Like, no, oh, Wayne. No, no. no, Wayne. No, the no. witches you're thinking of is actually Bicca. And I was like, whoa. No, what the no. Fuck? <laughs> How no. did I mess that up? I, I was insulting the, uh, 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 the government in this. Gotcha. gotcha. Not necessarily the government, but one, it's probably one specific group of people in government would be like, no, no, we don't need to pay out that much because we have a budget. Like, well, maybe you should have budgeted to not. Or maybe, yeah, you don't sit there and try to withhold evidence on. See, this is the bullshit of politics where I bet you if we. Okay, here's here's what I was talking about earlier about questions. Okay, I need to review uh, his trial because. I want to see what happened to, hang on, I'm writing and talking at the same time. I'm literally going to do this. This ain't some bullshit thing of just, hey, this is what we're going to do. Um, I want to review who the uh, the prosecutor was and everybody involved with that and see what happened afterwards. Because what this sounds like is somebody was trying to get a conviction for their own aspirations. Didn't care about justice because if they did, they wouldn't have held key evidence and they would have let them go and they would have been like, hey, we need to find the actual, we need to keep looking for the person that actually did this. They went, hey, we got somebody and we're able to get a conviction if we withhold this. Yeah, so, yeah, an innocent man got punished and the guilty man is out just yeah. like, living his life. Well, and everybody else involved. Like, what happened to the cops that held it? What happened to the prosecutor? Yeah. Um, so, they're probably retired by now. That, well, that's what I'm going to find out. So next show, we'll get an update. Uh, okay, so the let me get back to where I was. So as uh, Mr. Cotton Jr. learned, the Wicca's benefits are aimed at a narrow set of circumstances. So wrongfully convicted people qualify only if their cases are overturned based on, in quotes, new evidence showing that the person was not the perpetrator or an accomplice. And this new evidence must be clear and convincing, a higher standard of proof than other civil claims. So in practice, that means that can mean excluding cases undermined by suppressed or insufficient evidence, inadequate legal what? counsel, official misconduct, shifting science or other reasons why someone can be convicted of a crime they didn't commit. I mean, shifting science is not it. I'm, that, that's dumb. 
because science shifts all the time, and because of science shifting, you get new evidence. So that in itself is a catch twenty two. Mm. But that's that's how they wrote up this law. Okay, I mean, exactly. They they wrote a catch twenty two purposefully. Um, and if you know, if you are inclined to any type of science, you know, science can always lead to new things, which, based on old evidence, can lead to something new. So they literally knew this, and they wrote a catch twenty two, and that is so despicable, right there. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to. No, 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 no. I I value your opinion. That's why you're on here. You are the sage. I'm just a face. I'm just a glorified voice. I'm I'm the guy who can walk into a room and go, hey, everybody, eyes on me. And then when everyone turns, they go, okay. <laughs> I like your face. Uh, but unlike, unlike uh, oh, I learned about this from, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, he's he's basically the the new he's ESPN's new golden boy. Um, fuck, what's his name? He's a punter, was a punter for the Colts. Uh, Pat McAfee, he's the new golden boy. Uh, and it came out that because uh, he would have Aaron Rodgers on his show along with other na- known uh, other named people, uh, people you knew in sports. Like, oh yeah. shit, they're, he's getting big names. Come to find out, he's been paying those guys, which are like, oh, no, you, yeah, it's, there's no law against it. You pay people to come to do a speech for you, don't you? Yeah. So that's basically what was happening here. But the thing was, they, which I get, they don't have to say, hey, we're paying Aaron Rodgers to be on the show. But one of the reasons he got exposure was because he had one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on his show weekly. So it was like, Oh, he's not just buddy, buddy. He's getting a check. Oh, that kind of puts it in perspective on what's actually happening. And it wasn't grassroots. It wasn't grown sort of say. Um, so I don't know what the point of that was. <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember back like why did i bring him back up for that oh i'll probably remember later or you could just stop this rewind go back before i started talking about this and go oh that's what it's supposed to be uh but back to the article um oh now i'm kind of uh, do you have any idea kind of i don't you're kind of hopping back yeah yeah we need a th- i need a third person just to Keep track of yeah, just, what it is that we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. About. Yeah. Uh man, and oh that's what that's what it is um about paying you. Okay. About you saying yep. uh, that's right, because you said you liked my face. And I was like, Well, yeah, because I pay and that's what I thought in my head. I was no, like yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh well, yeah, you'd say that if I paid you. And I was like, Oh yeah, that Pat McAfee pays people to be on his show. Uh, which now I don't think he needs to because he's got the bag from ESPN. But um, most it's when people do things, it's you hope it's genuine. You hope it's like this is like we're being told we're being told or we're being shown the genuineness. But more more often than not, you're like because uh, it does take away from his success. You're like oh. 
Yeah, hell yeah. If I paid to have Elon Musk on this show, and then I blew... Was he presenting, though, as, like, these people come on for free, or did he... Yeah. Oh, he was. Well, yeah, he's like, hey, we're going to have Aaron Rodgers on. We're going to have Coach Saban on. We're going to have these other uh, sports podcasters on. Okay. And the just, uh, just, the, I just, I just figured anyone that goes on to any type of place is usually paid in some form. Getting compensated? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now I won't have anybody else on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't happen with every show, but I think. Oh, well, it ain't going to happen with this show. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a lot of YouTubers don't, which, I mean. Well, but they're getting something. They're, they're getting something. They're trying to get exposure. They're trying yeah, to go around. But my point is, it. if I were to pay Elon Musk. Or um, who's somebody else that I can, uh, or <laughs> or if I paid the uh, something, uh, here's another outlandish, uh, outlandish example. If I paid the, the Prince of Saudi Arabia to come onto the show, you don't think the show wouldn't blow up immediately because everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? He had the Prince of Saudi Arabia on talking about live golf? What the fuck? So that's kind of what happened with his. It helped. Now, granted, him and his whole team had to put work into it, sure, but it it definitely helped. But I understand what Schwarzenegger's I mean, yeah, saying about yeah, that. So hey, starting out, like, I think you got to give a little something to get a little something. Right, and that's what I was saying. Schwarzenegger was right. He's like, hey, look, you don't just do this all on your own. You do get help. You do get, you don't, it's not just, hey, it's all on you. You built it. Back in the day, sure, because nobody else was doing it. But nowadays, of course. And even then, a lot of it was word of mouth. So if you had right. a lot of friends, you'd be like, hey, use this guy. Well, yeah. and at the time, too, there wasn't much competition because it was just, hey, a couple guys are doing this. That's all. I think there was a lot of competition. It just wasn't as. It was like, just regional. Yeah, it was just regional. regional. So, like, other, okay. so, like, big companies couldn't come in and, and like, just destroy you like they can now. Mm. That is true. Uh, but back to the article. So, Michigan does have the, fifth mo- they have the fifth most exonerations in the country, according to the National Registry of Exonerations. Ooh, you know, who, the, who the fuck is number one? <laughs> who is it? Well, you sit there and go, like, how... How is it that they are, how is it so much? I got to, I got to review. Okay. Review the national registration. I was like, uh, we caught our guy, but it's like, oh snap, we're wrong, but we don't want to admit we're wrong. So now we just got to keep going with it. Right. Exactly. Which is, you sit there and go like, you know, you would get more respect if you went, yeah. Here's why we were wrong. Here's why we thought it was, and we were wrong. It, well, if we're wrong now, I like it does call into question everything yeah. else. But the, it should be. If you were wrong about this, then we have to look at everything else you've done. Because if you were wrong about this, you could have been wrong about that, and more people could have been yeah, incarcerated if you, if when they didn't yeah, need to if be. You're, and that, that's the thing that gets me, especially about. Like, like politics is one of those they don't want to admit they're wrong because people will call into questions. Like, we should call into questions everything you do, and you can't be right all the time. That yeah. should be very questionable. You were, you were, don't worry about sitting there and being like, I have to be Google. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't. To, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Especially you have to be genuine. Who, yes, and yeah, that's the biggest thing with people's this. people's lives, like, these are people's lives. They are destroying. 
it is not like an inconvenience. They are, this is years lost. And one year of someone's life is... Ain't worth 50 grand. Um, yeah. That's for damn sure. Exactly. And that's my biggest thing with with government not or taking the slow approach to anything when it comes to they have no problem taking the money but they have a hard time reciproc or hey we actually fucked up here you go yeah. uh for the 911 guys who worked on that it took it took somebody like John Stewart to actually get it yeah. some attention but it took so long that a lot of those guys that suffered from that died that before they got anything waiting. right but we got fucking in quotes leaders who have the best medical care. Hell, they kept Senator Kennedy alive, Ted Kennedy, alive much longer than anybody else would have because of they get that stuff. So they will will vote for the best things for them, them, but but not anybody else. But when it comes to their constituents or people that put their lives on the line for them, no. They They, go, how could we make this politically advantage advantage to us? Exactly. And that's my biggest thing is like okay. you guys don't realize we we don't know what's after this. So no matter what your what your thought is on that, if there is or isn't, that's you. That's what yeah. you can go with. But as of right now, we do not know. So how about you live the life as in, hey, let's let's go on the hey, we don't know what's here. We don't know or we don't know what's after this. Let's work on what's here. And because then a lot of you'll have a a different outlook on the things that you do day in and day out because you're not sitting there trying to get a reward to, hey, I was able to do all this. So in my next life, I'll be able to have this like, hey, you got a fucking life right now. How about you fucking make that better? How about you make that into something that you're proud of, that you look in the mirror and go, all right, we're working towards this. I'm bettering myself. I'm bettering the people around me. How about that? Okay. Starting to get on. I want yeah, to finish we're starting to our different rent here. Yeah. So, according to the National Registry of Exonerations, they're the fifth most with 169 wrongful convictions in state courts since 1989, with an average of 11 years of incarceration. Now, WICA, which was passed by par- bipartisan support, was intended as a lifeline for former prisoners who were wrongly convicted and to account in part for the harm done to them. So, of the 103 people who filed claims between 2017 and late 2023, 68% did receive their compensation. But uh, Wicca has actually fallen short of those things because of the way the law is written. Uh, advocates have urged the legislature to update and clarify it. And... Uh, the like the Republican floor leader, uh, Representative Brian Posthumus. It's Posthumus. It's P O S T H U M U S. Reading the news every day, I'm starting to be like, what "The hell's all everyone? What's up with everybody's names?" Now, granted, this because this is, could be just me getting exposed to different areas of the country, and hey, these are common names in that part of the country, but. Posthumous, posthumous. I I've never seen or seen that before. But he said in a statement uh, that he believes the state should compensate wrongfully imprisoned people for the lost freedom. Um, but the Speaker of the House came in and who is um, a Democrat 
They didn't respond to comment, which are like, why, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you say anything? Um, but mainly this is coming from the Michigan's, the Michigan attorney general's office and they evaluate the claims and challenges when it doesn't believe that the, that the claim has met the law's criteria. We've investigated ourselves in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The, so the office in charge of putting them in jail is now saying, oh, hey, we messed up, but we're not going to pay you. But we're, we're, we're they're basically going off of the clearing they're they're holding on to the clear and convincing new evidence of innocence within the law and you're sitting there going but you found that nothing that you found things were wrong you found something was wrong it's like yeah but there was nothing new presented at trial because there wasn't shit to present because you stole it i mean you kept it you didn't present yeah yeah that is new evidence. That you yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, hey, it any evidence not shown now is being shown. Yeah. Wouldn't that be new evidence? Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't presented to the defense. It wasn't presented to the judge. It wasn't presented to the jury if he had a jury trial. Um, I would think in, in murder convictions, murder yeah, murder trials they have those. Yeah, more often they do. They have the the the, the my brain dead. Don't look at me. I have no idea what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, it's only the, the judge and like a certain select people, and then that would still do that. But a lot of people will go to trial with yeah, wouldn't with that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, I I think that would be considered new evidence. You would like, you would uh, think so. You would but, think if God, you would just hope that common sense laws everybody could understand them. But that's the key thing here. When it's, but if when they it's say in, it's not, yeah, if they say it's not something new because it hasn't been presented, like because some at least someone in that circle knew about it, I I can see how they would say it's nothing new. But yeah, it is because nobody knew about it before. <laughs> like no one else, but he knew about it. So there was another guy. Uh, I hope I don't butcher this name either. It's Dennis Tomaski, I think T O M A S I K. This is even a worse story that uh, instead of Mr. Uh, uh, Cotton Jr.'s, uh, I would say, because he was sent to prison for sexual abuse of a minor. And he said, I didn't do that. And at his retrial, new trial lawyers focused on unraveling the story told by his accuser, who made the allegations after being arrested for larceny and acknowledged that he hoped his claims would help him avoid jail. So new testimony, counseling records, work schedules, and receipts up into the prosecution case. The second jury acquitted him in less than 30 minutes. And he'd been in jail for nine years for this. And he was arrested at 43. He went to jail at 43. Wow. Spent damn near a decade in prison for something he didn't do. And especially being charged with that. Do you think he had a, you think it was granted going in for a conviction of murder. That is kind of like, eh, okay. You're in here for murder. But if you're in here on anything regarding kids, yeah, that is there's amazing. a self justice that happened. Oh, fuck that guy who, uh, did those terrible things to the gymnasts in for Michigan. Yeah. Fucking got stabbed repeatedly. Not too long ago. Still living, because, yeah, they, you want that some bitch to suffer, too. Um, but because you don't, because you have to take that into account, too. Because when you have people who have killed people, 
go, oh yeah, you touch a kid, you're we're gonna fuck you up. That has, and then you then you keep telling them, no, I didn't do it, didn't do it. It's like, of course you're gonna say you didn't do it. Truly didn't. Nine years sitting there going, I didn't do this, living in fear for his life because. They all go, hey, we're going to take our rage out on you because of the yeah. terrible thing you did. Yeah, so this man literally had his life torn apart. And yeah, yeah, his. Uh, and let me guess, they 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 challenged it. He didn't get his. Yeah, obviously, he being in the story. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. The state officials contested it, and the courts backed him up. And that included the state supreme court. Um, but because no, let me hang on, hang on. So the chief justice, Bridget McCormick has said in the, in a concurring statement on the compensation case denial in 2020 said or noted, and I quote, had he brought only the new evidence questions to this court and not the other trial errors, he likely be eligible for a WICA compensation end quote because of how the law I don't want to make light of this, but yeah, you can tell I've been having a few. Uh, but I think like stuff like that, that you kind of have to laugh just because it's so. Well, you sit there and be like, "Wait a minute! Mm-hmm. You clearly see that everything was fucked up. How come he yeah. can't get paid for being wrong?" So even so, but he did bring new evidence, but because he also showed the old evidence, now he no, well, yeah, for because it? he brought up the other trial errors. They state officials again. You're like, why the fuck would you contest this? Yeah, like he is bringing new evidence, but he's also contesting the old stuff. He's well, he's saying here's everything else that was fucked up with the trial, mm-hmm. and because of that, they went, yeah, because of all of that. Sorry, oh, you showed us our mistakes. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you showed us everything instead of yeah. So now he's sixty. He doesn't have. He's obviously nothing save for retirement. Uh, he's on Medicaid, and he does. He earns money by doing repair jobs on snowmobiles and dirt bikes, but nobody's going to pay him. Nobody's going to hire him because he's 60. Yeah, he's 60. He's in, in a, I'm pretty sure he's also considered a, what is it, a, Again, I have no idea. Uh, when you, knowledgeable labor? Knowledgeable labor? Are you, are you searching it up? Is that what you're doing? Do I have to? Trying to, but because there's, uh, like, it's, when when you have a degree and stuff, that's considered like you have knowledge in it. But when you're working like at McDonald's, that's unskilled. Oh, unskilled, unskilled labor. Yeah, unskilled labor. Well, in an ex-con. In an ex-con, which I mean, that should be wiped out. It should be. Background. Now, the it's article really... doesn't mention if it was or not, but according to, or what happened when we learned about Mr. Cotton Jr., it takes a long time for that shit to get wiped. So, it wouldn't be yeah. surprising if that's still showing up. Yeah, you have to have like a year of nothing or two years of nothing, and then. But like when you're 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 next time and you've been in there for years, like it just in that in that I mean, if you're getting like if you went in and went, hey, this is wrong, or you getting exi- like whatever for whatever reason, it should you shouldn't have to wait any years. You should right. be able to go in, apply for it, and then a few months later get it removed. You because, should, yeah, exactly. You, know, you move at the speed of government, but it, you shouldn't have to wait. Yeah, there needs to be a, a, a particular area. You know, okay, so that's another thing um, that I need to write down to. So you got homework of movies. I got homework to actually get more knowledgeable about this stuff. 
Um, so I need to learn how my state deals with this. I just, I should say our state because you don't fly in. <laughs> deals with uh, uh, wrongful convictions. Now, the article does go on to state, uh, it gives you a little background across the country. Um, there isn't any uniform standard for how this happens, which I get because every state has their own little thing. That's actually, that's one of the main arguments why the state Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. They're like, yeah, government should, the government, the court, well, their argument was the courts shouldn't decide this, government should and if the federal government wanted to make this a wanted to put this into law then the federal government should shouldn't have the courts do this this is why you see different states enacting different things so that's pretty much this thing right here too about um how much governments how much the state governments should compensate people who have been wrongfully convicted now only 38 states and the district of columbia have compensation statutes only 38. Now, wow. here's something that is wild. Wisconsin passed one of the earliest one of these statutes back in 1913. Okay. Has it changed since then? No, because <laughs> it has, um, it only allows, typically, its claims only allow no more than five grand per year and no more than 25 grand in total, no wow. matter how many years. Yeah, nobody, they haven't updated it. Well, they, okay. Well, fuck. Okay. Did Wisconsin update? <laughs> no, we got to see. Wisconsin update. There. I'm talking off the mic, so if I sound weird, that's why. Because I, I, I can't, I can't look at my notepad and have the mic in front of my face. So if I sound weird, deal with it. Okay. Did Wisconsin update their wrongful conviction? Now I got to write shorthand. Because uh, I don't want to see. You'll be reading it later. Maybe. Yeah, I'm like, what, what the I fuck write? did I do? Because well, <laughs> what? see, here's the th <laughs> okay for anybody who wants uh, an unpaid gig that might have some benefits later on down the road. Let me know, and you're going to sit there and like, okay, okay, he's finally going to let us know how to reach out to him. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Comment down below. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the way you you talk to me. Comments. Uh, so yeah, that's Wisconsin. Uh, Texas does offer 80 grand a year okay. plus additional compensation for any year spent on parole or registered as a sex offender. So they also see like, Hey, fuck. If you, if you were convicted of a sexual crime and you didn't do it and it got overturned, we understand we need to pay you more because of that. Um, but it also, but their law also sets up, uh, where you can't to filing federal lawsuits where, uh, because they don't want there to be uh, large judgments uh, set by the jury. So, and other states have that provision as well to where they want to keep it contained to where they don't have to pay out this massive amount of money. But I'm sitting there going like, but you guys fucked up. Yeah. In Arizona, Sheriff Joe for a long ass time did whatever he wanted. And the state, the taxpayers had to pay out all these things he was doing wrong, but that never got the coverage. It was all, it was the sensationalism of what he was fucking doing. 
I got to meet him yeah. a couple times. It was just he was the sleight of hand. Look over here. Yeah. Well, it was it was exactly the sensationalism instead of going, look how much we're paying out because they're fucking up. Well, but they're doing the right thing. If they were doing the right fucking thing, there yeah, wouldn't would, be any paying out. You wouldn't have to be paying so much. And then you wonder why, oh, well, they had to cut these things here. We don't have money for this because we had to pay somebody this amount of money because this is what they agreed to. Because if they didn't agree to that amount of money and they took us to trial, we would be owing them a lot, lot more. Okay. Um, Missouri only has a DNA-based exonerations are are eligible. So their thing in Missouri is like, hey, it's got to be DNA has to exonerate you. Nothing wow. else. If the cops fucked up or there was evidence withdrawn or not, help, nope, sorry, it's got to be DNA. Wow. Yeah. That's Missouri. But in Michigan, yeah, that's the basic thing here is that of of the many who... Now, granted, you could say face, 68% is a good percentage. Okay, yeah, but if you were part of that other... 20, oh, 6, 40. no, not 40, it's got to be 3, 30, 60? 32%, yeah, it'd be 30, yeah, if you were part of that 32%, would you be like, you know what, 68%'s a good percentage, you wouldn't be, because they took time away from you for something you didn't do, and not only did you have to, you lost that time that you could have been doing anything that you wanted to do, but you had to experience the horrors of being in a fucking prison. Not jail, prison, difference, and fifty grand for all of that. That that's the mm. um, and denied on top of that. Yeah, you know, well, and be denied because the of the way the law is written. Yeah. You sit there and go, you guys make this so much into legalese that you have to have lawyers to figure it the well, fuck and out. Then they put, and then they put the catch twenty two. Yeah. Well, and I'm sitting here going with like with. Uh, Oh, what the fuck's his name? With Dennis Harrison, because I'm not going to try to pronounce his name again. I would have thought he would have had lawyers that knew, hey, look, we need to present this instead of everything to get you the money. Unless there's not enough Wicca well-known lawyer. I I don't know, but I I wonder if he can refile and just go, here's this. I wonder. I think once you're in the Supreme Court, that's like that's the end. But like with the other stuff, I think mm. if it's the lower courts, you can refile. So yeah, wanted to. Uh, if you want to read the full article, just go to ProPublica, find it, uh, and oh, find it. Yeah, find the article. I'm not going to tell you what it is again. <laughs> it is called. What's the article, yeah, it's called. They were wrongfully convicted. Now they're denied compensation despite Michigan law. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll put the I'll put the link in the description so you can go right to that. Read more about what they had to go through and what they're currently doing, what the legislature is uh, is doing, because they also talk about uh, another another gentleman who's who whose claim went through very quickly just to show, hey, look, they uh, it can happen. It does happen. Uh, but you sit there and just go, why Why doesn't it work for, why is it not across the board when you get told? And, and also, for one, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe find why other states. 
don't have this type of law. Because it would be interesting to know why the other states don't have a, hey, we fucked up, let's try to get you back on your feet. See, that's what that's how much the money should be. Not a not a set amount. Because 50 grand today? What the fuck? You're might as well be telling them, hey, go go do more crime because you'll get more money doing that than you would if <laughs> now granted getting close to would you tr- okay, maybe I'll pose all right, hey, here's a question to y'all. Would you trade spending your uh, a good chunk of your life in prison knowing that you'll get a million dollars when you get on the outside. Would you do that, Sage? No. I, okay. I would All right. Let's say, you're, let's say you're 20 years old. You don't have kids. You don't have what I assume to be a good marriage. Yeah, if I didn't have all that, I no. Would you then, would you stay, would you be in prison for a decade to then get a million dollars once you get out. I think younger me would find it very tempting, but I would not take it. Are you speaking into the mic? Yeah, I am. No, you, now you are. Okay, no, sorry. I had to just move my face the other way. Well, uh, it shows. God, so, I'm such no, a stickler. I, I think younger me would find it very tempting, but that's a decade. A year is too much long. Mm. Uh, I, ultimately, I would have to turn it down because now... That million dollars is really not. Oh, it doesn't go much. It doesn't go like Mm-mm. even if you put it in a, a something that has a return, the return's like twenty five to three grand. Yeah. A month, which nowadays is like your rent is. You okay. you can't. Your rent is like thirty six. Right. Thirty six hundred, not thirty six. Yeah, sorry, thirty six six hundred a month. Um. Yeah. In rent, for in a decent place and. Uh, and even some one bedrooms will charge that much. Like, what? Uh, yeah, it's not. Which is, un- yeah, definitely the rent is too damn high. Which is why a lot of the, the real estate boom, and it's not a boom, but what's been the hot ticket is apartment buildings. Because if you can charge people three grand when you used to be able to charge them at max 1500 then yeah, you're definitely going to get that. You get a hundred people in there, phew, nice little check. Oh yeah. And oh, it's just so. This is why I wanted to start doing this. We'll see how this works out. Being a, being able to bring up these things, helping educate you on what's going on and seeing what's going on. And I'm going to see if I can answer my own questions that I brought up during this and try to go, okay, what's going on? What's here? What's that? And I'm not going to do it for every damn state. That's I'm, I still have to do my own little nine to five to keep this thing going. But Hey, as soon as I can get this going as my nine to five, trust me, I'll be able to put in that work to be able to do this. Now you may be going, well, face, you got to put in that work to be able to do this. You know what? Then you haven't been listening earlier in the show. I mentioned, we have no idea what's after this. And I always make it a point every single day, and you should too, where you're doing something every single day that you want to do. At some point during the day, you're doing something you want to do. That way, if you are you end up in the hospital, which <laughs> uh, I don't want to say I was close to it, but if, if I started seeing blood in an orifice, yeah, maybe I might, get, might have considered going to the hospital, and you're in the hospital bed. 
and you got time to think, you don't want to think back and go, fuck, I didn't do a lot of stuff that I wanted to do because I kept working towards being able to do that. At some point, I'll be able to do this. Fucking do whatever, do something, do something a little bit every day. If it's working towards your goal, awesome. If it's just... If you want to read more books, read 10 minutes a day. If you want to learn a new language, there's Duolingo for fun. If you want to talk directly into the microphone so people can understand... See, God damn it. (laughs) You were just blowing sorry. out everybody's goddamn I, ears because they're sorry. like, oh, what what happened? Oh, yeah. Where's Sage so, yeah, at? Sage to... is not talking to the mic, and now she is. I will repeat myself. So if you want to read more, read 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day goes a long way. If you want to travel more, there's a lot of free national parks. You can start there. Actually, yeah, they're doing that this year. It's certain days throughout the year, the national parks will be free. Nice. Now... I would recommend getting there fucking early. <laughs> yeah. Because you'd be like, nobody goes to a national park. You'd be like, yeah, Fuck, 10, everybody's everybody. at the yeah. national park. Oh, yeah, everybody has, like, after 10. It's, well, yeah. but it's, you sit there and be like, how? Nobody goes to a national park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. There's 350, 60, 80 million bucks in this country. So, yeah, that's a lot in different places. So, but what we're, what we're saying is, do something you want to do every single day. And, Enjoy I'm hope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Apologies. <laughs> dramatic effect. Those. That's dramatic pausing. Sage, you got to understand. Because <laughs> most people. Dramatization. Most people don't listen when you're in front of somebody talking. They don't listen to actually what you're saying. They want to see. They first see how you present yourself, then they look at how you're dressed, and then they listen to your words that's how it goes. That's why some people would be like, wait, they didn't say a goddamn thing, but everyone's cheering for them. Yeah. Because they sounded, they looked confident or they sounded, yeah, they looked confident. They sounded confident, but yeah, they really didn't say anything of substance. Um, So it's going to be a wild year. Not only with uh, the changes we're going to be making on the show, I'm hopefully going to be able to get some good education on this. Um, but with the elections coming up and it's just, my hope is that we can be a place for you guys just to be, we can talk about these things, learn about these things and, and work towards bettering our areas of residence without having to cause pain to change it. What do I mean by that? Most of the things that were changed in this country for our society for things had to be painful enough either watching or participating to where then it was changed. Good example, Martin Luther King did peaceful protests all before Selma. Didn't get the attention. The the, the silent majority, that's a lot of us here because it's the majority. They're the ones, we're the ones, well, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm silent anymore because I'm yelling or I'm being loud. There's a difference. We're talking. Yeah. They, they didn't do anything. And when they don't do anything, nothing gets done because it's not the majority. It's just, a, it's a silent bit. And everyone's like, oh, they're being, uh, they're being yelled at, but that's not bad. He goes to Selma knowing that, 
everybody who tries to cross that bridge is going to get beat the fuck up, but understands that there's TV cameras that's going to be there. And when the whole nation saw what that, what happened to all those marchers, then shit started to move. Shit started to happen. I don't want, we don't need to have our society change like that. We don't need to be, Hey, it's gotta be painful for us to change. Like, or we just sit there and realize, no, we can use the law to change things. We can do this. We could talk about it. And the more we talk about it, the more it becomes a conversation, the more it's easier to change stuff. That's the hope anyway. So with that, Sage, appreciate you as always joining the show and we, and I hope your upcoming week goes well. And I hope I can answer these goddamn questions. I hope I'm not, I'm not sitting here at <laughs> Thursday night going, ah, fuck, I gotta do this. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful I can get this done. Uh, and with that, we will be, uh, going into, we'll be talking about this week's medal of honor recipient, Roger H C Donlin. And as always, I'm getting this from the Congressional Medal of Honor Society website. So go there and you can read up more about these soldiers who went above and beyond for their soldiers. And the commonality through all of this is that they didn't give a shit about their own life, just that they would save and their fellow soldiers' lives. So, at the time of the Medal of Honor action date of July 6th, 1964, Captain, who later became a colonel, Roger H.C. Donlin, was serving in the Army, and this, and he served in the Vietnam War. The following is the citation. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, while defending a U.S. military installation against a fierce attack by hostile forces. Captain Donlin was serving as the commanding officer of the U.S. Army Special Forces Detachment A-726 at Camp Nam Dong when a reinforced Viet Cong battalion suddenly launched a full-scale pre-dawn attack on the camp. During the violent battle that ensued, lasting five hours and resulting in heavy casualties on both sides, Captain Donlin directed the defense operations in the midst of an enemy barrage of mortar shells, falling grenades, and extremely heavy gunfire. Upon the initial onslaught, he swiftly marshaled his forces and ordered the removal of the needed ammunition from a blazing building. He then dashed through a hail of small arms and exploding hand grenades to abort a breach of the main gate. En route to this position, he detected an enemy demolition team of three in the proximity of the main gate and quickly annihilated them. Although exposed to the intense grenade attack, he then succeeded in reaching a 60-millimeter mortar position despite sustaining a severe stomach wound as he was within five yards of the gun pit. When he discovered that most of the men in this gun pit were also wounded, he completely disregarded his own injury, directed their withdrawal to a location 30 meters away, and again risked his life by remaining behind and covering the movement with the utmost effectiveness. Noticing that his team's sergeant was unable to evacuate the gun pit, he crawled toward him, and while dragging the fallen soldier out of the gun pit, an enemy mortar exploded and inflicted a wound in Captain Donlin's left shoulder. 
Although suffering from multiple wounds, he carried the abandoned 60-millimeter mortar weapon to a new location 30 meters away where he found three wounded defenders. After administering first aid and encouragement to these men, he left the weapon with them, headed towards another position, and retrieved a 57-millimeter recoilless rifle. Then with great courage and coolness under fire, he returned to the abandoned gun pit, evacuated ammunition for the two weapons, and while crawling and dragging the urgently needed ammunition, received a third wound in his leg by an enemy hand grenade. Despite his critical physical condition, he again crawled 175 meters to an 81-millimeter mortar position and directed firing operations which protected the seriously threatened east sector of the camp. He then moved to an eastern 60-millimeter mortar position and upon determining that the vicious enemy assault had weakened, crawled back to the gun pit with the 30-60-millimeter mortar, set it up for defensive operations, and turned it over to two defenders with minor wounds. Without hesitation, he left this sheltered position and moved from position to position around the beleaguered perimeter while hurling hand grenades at the enemy and inspiring his men to superhuman effort. As he bravely continued to move around the perimeter, a mortar shell exploded, wounding him in the face and body. As the long-awaited daylight brought defeat to the enemy forces and their retreat back to the jungle leaving behind 54 of their dead, many weapons and grenades, Captain Donlin immediately reorganized his defenses and administered first aid to the wounded. His dynamic leadership, fortitude, and valiant efforts inspired not only the American personnel, but the friendly Vietnamese defenders as well, and resulted in the successful defense of the camp. Captain Donlin's extraordinary heroism, at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, are in the highest traditions of the U.S. Army and reflect great credit upon himself and the armed forces of his country. From the Disorderly Show, Colonel Donlan, we thank you for basically not thinking and going, this is what I need to do to keep my men alive, to keep my soldiers alive. And being that example... Oh, well, with all of that, I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, it's kind of secondary. I do this for so I can get knowledgeable. You're just the beneficiary, beneficiary. Yeah, that's how you say it, beneficiary of doing of uh, the new of the show. That's what I'm getting at. It's goddamn late. I'm having a <laughs> hang on. I'm getting back in the swing of things. I'm trying to. Get myself healthy after the hell that I went through this weekend. But that's what we do, don't we? We just, all right, this is what I got to get do to get better and keep moving forward. That's the biggest thing. You got to keep moving forward. And also, do something you enjoy every single day, just a little bit of it, so that you can look back on that day and go, it wasn't a waste. It wasn't, I was just devoting all of my time to somebody else that I was able to Devote some of my time to what I need to pay the bills. Devote some of my time to where I want to be. And then devote some of my time to just having a good time. To just enjoying the things I enjoy. And I hope that I answer these questions I've written down. (laughs) I hope I give you guys some good answers. And I hope I don't forget until, you know, midweek or the day before. It would suck. Uh, Because I want to provide you guys with at least some good content. 
some good things out there. Put some good out in the world. Except for my singing. With that, it's been the Disorderly Show. White Man Audio. Take us out.